All right, well, good morning. Come on, who's excited to be here this morning? Make a little bit of noise, excited to be here. Baptism Sunday here at our Moray campus. That's always awesome. And welcome everybody watching online and, and our Ashland campus, who's just killing it right over there in Boyd County. We're so, can we get for our Ashland campus? We're so excited what God's doing in Ashland. Maybe it's your first time, first time in a long time, but we are one church in two locations, and we're super excited to see what God's gonna do in this region. Last, last week, we had Pastor Greg here from South Carolina. We had our kids' carnival. It was amazing. And over the next couple of weeks, we just kind of have these two Sundays that I get. It's really not part of a series. I didn't get to share a little bit of things. It's what's on my heart. And we kick off our great ladies series coming up in May. And then we got a man series in June. We don't want to miss that. And we got a great summer pack. And so super, super excited about that. How many of you know that we are in a war? Come on, get your hand up if you know that you're in a war, you're in a battle. You are in a war in every area of your life. You're in a war in your relationships. You're in a war in your mind. You're in a war in, at school. You're in a war at work. It doesn't matter. You are in a war and you have an enemy that the Bible says is gonna do everything he can to destroy you. Everything you can. So if you're married here and you're a, one of our married people in here, a married couple, so we have movie night, married movie night coming up, which I cannot wait for that. But if you're married, do you know that the enemy is gonna do everything he can to destroy you? He wants to destroy your marriage. Like marriage, you know, you may say it's tough anyway and, and working on marriage not be tough, but working on marriage may be tough and you got these two sinful people who come beneath the house to try to live together and, and walk with Jesus and in the middle of that is the enemy who wants to destroy your marriage. Are you aware of that? He wants to destroy your relationships. He wants to destroy your purity. He wants to destroy your mindset. He wants to destroy your parenting. He wants to destroy your kids. Listen to me. Satan hates you. And he's going to do everything he can to destroy you. He has demons that work at his behalf. We talked about spiritual warfare here before and goes down. Now, I'm not the kind of person who believes like a demon behind every bush. You know, someone said, you know, the devil tried to stop me today and my tire was flat, but I'm not gonna give in to a flat tire. No, honey, you just ran over a nail, okay? Like the devil didn't flat your tire. It's just a nail. You know what I'm saying? But there you got some people who just don't believe in spiritual warfare. They go through life like there's no spiritual battle, that the enemy's not after them, that the devil's not there. In fact, if you don't sense the enemy's trying to work against you, you gotta check yourself. Are you doing anything for the kingdom of God? Because when you step up and start trying to do something for Jesus, live for Jesus, walk with Jesus, I promise you, the enemy is going to do everything he can to destroy you. But here's the good news. Even though he seeks to devour us, even though he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we know the war will be won by King Jesus. We know that. The war will be won. But if I'll be honest with you, there's times in my life, though, and you, that we lose the battle, that we actually give in, that the enemy does get the best of us, that we do give in to the temptation or the thoughts or the lies that the enemy has set himself up against God's word. And that's kind of what I wanna focus a little bit today on this battle. And I'm just really gonna take you through um, if you've got an insight to my personal journal for the last seven, eight days, that's what I'm gonna share with you this morning. It's to show you what, what, what's happened, what God has been doing, what he spoke to me, what he said to me, what he's doing in my life. And I just wanna just, just, just share that with you because I, I, I want you to see, you, you know, one, that we all go through this together, but two, what do we do when we're in this war or we're in a battle and we have battles every day and they're different battles, but when you're in a battle, how do you have victory today? How could you win the battle? And I'm gonna be honest, sometimes I don't. 
Sometimes you don't. How do we win the battle? So I want you to go in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And uh, if you have your app, I'm, I'm using the, the NET, the New English Translation today, just if you want to follow with me on your app. But this is a very, very familiar passage. I have preached this passage several times. But this is the go-to passage that I went to this week. And I'm going to share some things that, that was revealed to me that I, I really never really saw or either paid attention to or really fully understood but to be honest, I kind of stopped in the middle of a verse and didn't finish the verse when I would preach about this or when I would talk about this. So if you're here and you have battles in your life, battles for your mind, battles for your relationships, battles at work, battles in, in parenting, battles in your fine, like bad, like emotional battles in your life. If you're here and you have any battle in your life, and if you don't have any battle, well, okay, great. write a book on it, let us know how do you fix that, okay? Like, if you're here and you have battles, here's the question, how do I have victory today? How do I win the battle today? And that's what we're gonna talk about as we walk through. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read this passage, there's like three verses here, very familiar, I know you've heard it before. And then we're gonna, we're gonna break this down. So here we go, you ready to get started, so let's go. All right, verse three, 2 Corinthians 10, verse three. For though we live as human beings, we do not wage war according to human standards. For the weapons of our warfare are not human weapons, but are made powerful by God for tearing down strongholds. We tear down arguments and every arrogant obstacle that raised up against the knowledge of God. And then here it is, here it is. I, I've preached this, I've said this, I've quoted this, you've heard this. Right here, look what he says. And we take every thought captive to make it obey Christ. And I have preached this passage, I have this, the, you know, studied this passage, and I always stopped, I never been really truly in debt of what this really looks like and mean. And so if we just look at the context, we know that Paul is talking about the battlefield right here of the mind because he says thoughts. Any lofty thought, any high thought, any arrogant thought, anything that, that it's in our battle, this is the battlefield, right here's the battlefield, this is what the enemy wants. Remember we kicked off this year talking about the mind gym, if the thought wins, then it wins, but the thinker has the power to control the thought. We talked about take your thought captive. But I wanna do is I'm gonna walk through this passage and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share, and you, and you may already knew this, and that's, that's fine, but I'm gonna share with you what God just, just did in my heart and, and, and how he just revealed himself to me in a new, fresh way of understanding, of fighting the battle so we can have victory today. So verse three, it says this, for though we live as human beings, we do not wage war according to human standards. Now, what is he saying? The human power that we have cannot win spiritual battles. Our human thinking, our human rationale, our human intellect, our human reasoning cannot defeat spiritual warfare. You were in a battle and you were in a spiritual warfare. And what will happen is we will turn to the flesh. Your Bible may say, if we, we live in the flesh, but we can't wage war with the flesh with the flesh powers, which means there's no human power on the planet that can face the battle of the spiritual battles that we face. 
There's no human reasoning, no human intellect. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how wise you are, the wisdom you have. There's nothing in our flesh that could defeat the spiritual realm that fights against us. And so, but we try to battle because the battle's here. We try to rationalize. We think, well, let's just think logically. Let's just be a realist. Let's just rationalize this. This doesn't make sense. Humans would say this. Human flesh would say that. My mind should say this. Science says this. Psychology says this. This should be powerful enough to overcome what I'm facing. And Paul wants us to know, wait, 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 wait. There is no human power can defeat the spiritual battle that we fight every single day of our life. And here's the crazy thing, but that's where we try to find our power in human reasoning. Well, let's just think this out. What's the doctor say about this? Well, what, what, what is, what is, what is it? Let's, let's Google it. <laughs> what did AI say about this? Because it can fix everything, right? Like, how, like how, how, does, how does this fix the problem? And some of you think that you're just in a problem, but it's a spiritual battle. And your human power, thinking, and reason, your flesh cannot defeat the, the spiritual power that you and I face. It cannot win the battle against spiritual warfare. So verse 4. Well, the weapons of our warfare are not human weapons. Okay, what, what, what's up with these divine weapons? Well, then what weapons do I use to fight this spiritual battle? Spiritual battle in my marriage, spiritual battle in my depression, spiritual battle in my anxiety, spiritual battle at work, spiritual battle in my life, spiritual battle in my mind. What, what weapons do I have? Because a lot of times we just try to rationalize it. Well, let's just think this through. Well, if this one don't work out, let's just find another spouse. Well, if this don't work, let's just find another job. Like if, and, and, what, and we want to blame everything around us when there's a devil behind there doing everything he can to destroy you. And we think about human logical reasoning why we can't get past or why it won't fix or we think the next one will be the best one and you realize it's not. Because there's a common denominator in every one of your problems, you and the devil. Who wants to destroy you? So if I can't humanly rationalize, think this through, fix this problem mentally, like how do I do this? What weapons do I have to fight against spiritual warfare in my life? For the weapons we have are not human weapons. And so what do we do? We get news and we worry about it as if worry becomes a weapon. We think if I worry enough, maybe it'll change the outcome. So I'm gonna worry about the problem, hoping either one or two things. One, my worry will fix it. Has that ever happened to anybody? Has your worry fixed anything? Or two, if I worry enough, maybe God will have pity on me and look down on my worry and fix the problem. Well, I hate to break it to you this morning, but do you know that worry is a sin? And I do it all the time. When there's a lack of trust, hey, God, I trust you. But maybe if I just worry, I can worry my way through a problem, I can worry the problem out of my life, or maybe God would just have pity on me and go, oh, bless their heart. I hate to see them worried. They're gonna put on blood pressure medicine. Come on, let's, can we fix the problem here? I don't wanna take them out yet. 
So here's what we know. All of us who are warriors in here, we can't fix anything. That is human flesh power trying to defend a spiritual warfare battle and it will not work. So what do we do? We what if. We use our imagination. Well, what if? Well, what, well, what, well, what if? What if? Well, could you imagine if it was you? Could you imagine if it happening? Could you imagine if you're in that situation? Well, what if? Well, what, well, what if? Well, what if? What would happen if I what if? Well, let's just what if it. Well, what? I would do this, this, and this, and I would do this. And for you know, we what if three or four hours of plans as if that will fix the spiritual battle. That's called catastrophizing. Your pastor is one. Catastrophizing and great grand visions are the exact same things. I can dream the greatest grand visions for my life and for our church and for our family, but I can catastrophize and go to the darkest and lowest place. I'm either high, change the world, or low, woe is me. And that's the battle I face and where I go and stand. Maybe we can outsmart this problem. Let's just see what it says. Maybe, maybe if we had more knowledge to the problem, we can defeat the spiritual problem, and we can't. Keep reading. But our weapons are made powerful by God. So here's what we know. So somehow the weapons we have have been divinely infused with power by God for doing what? To tearing down the stronghold that holds us back. So the weapons we have are empowered by God. So here's what we know. There is a weapon that works in spiritual battles, in spiritual warfare, that has power by God that could do what? It can destroy and tear down the stronghold. So real quickly, what's a stronghold? What's a stronghold? Well, contextualizing here, it's a fortified place. It usually was a crevice in the mountain, a castle, a place where you could go and hide and protect yourself from the enemy or whoever was fighting against you. But the problem is our enemy anyhow is a stronghold. There is a stronghold, I would go and say it like this, there's a stronghold in our mind that has us locked by deception. And behind that stronghold or in that stronghold is an enemy who lies to you. And the only power that Satan has over those of us who are believers in Christ Jesus is lies. He will lie to you. He's been lying since day one. Eve, did God really say that you would die if you eat from that tree? The same tactic. He's a liar, he's a father of lies, and he locks all of us by deception by lying to us whispering lies into your spirit, into your soul, into your mind to weave and hold you locked by deception where you sit and go, I just don't know, I just feel. It's them, it's not me. And we get the blame game and we don't understand this subtle spiritual stronghold. Now it sets her and blinded us from seeing the promises of God in our life. So here's the first thing. These are not on the screen, but you can write this down. If you wanna have victory day, the first thing you gotta do is identify the stronghold. You've got to identify what is that stronghold. What is the stronghold that's holding me back? And here, let me tell you, I don't know what your stronghold is, but let me give you some suggestions where you may find this. When you start using words like, I never or I always will be, I'll never get out of debt. I'll never find the right spouse. I'll never get a job. I'll never be good enough. I'll never get over people pleasing. I'm a warrior. Parents was a warrior. I'll be a warrior for the rest of my life. I'll never get any better. God won't heal me. 
These, when you begin to say these dead end words in your life, well, I guess this is how I always would it be. I guess I'm stuck this way. When you start saying words like this, that should be clear evidence you are locked by deception. My marriage will never be great. I will never be fill in the blank. I will never have fill in the blank. Keep going. And all of us say these things. And what we think is then all of a sudden we turn to human power, human flesh, human thinking and rationale. We go, okay, well then how do I do this? I can do it in my own strength. I can fight this battle. That's a spiritual battle you're facing. So how do I have victory for today? When I believe there is no hope. When it will never be better. When God can't use me and I will always be like this and God won't heal me. Because here's what you need to know. There is an enemy behind every stronghold in your mind lying to you. Yeah, remember that time in school when your coach told you you was no good? Hey, you know the reason why your parents got divorced was because of you? These subtle whisper lies lock you by deception and you'll grow when you're 45 years old and you're wondering why you still have parent issues, teenage issues, because it doesn't go away. It locks you by deception. It's a spiritual battle you are in. How do I have victory today? I've got to first identify what is the stronghold? What is the place the enemy is hiding behind whispering lies to me and has me locked by deception? That's the first place you begin. And then it says here, look what it says. We tear the argument down. We tear down the stronghold. Watch this. We have the power to go to the stronghold and tear down the stronghold to peep behind it to see the enemy who is lying to us. We tear down the arguments and every arrogant obstacle that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. Now, we'll get to the teardown part just in a moment because I know that's where you're gonna do. But let's go to arguments. What is arg arguments? What does it literally mean? Imagination. Have you ever got bad news before? Has your imagination ran wild? I mean, you get, you, if something's wrong, like my pinky toe hurts and you Google it, it's like, okay, I'm dead. I'm dying. Something's over. I got gangrene. It's in the, my pinky. It's over. It's, it's gone. I'm, I'm going, here's my life insurance policy. Here's how you spend it. It's like it's over, right? I mean, you might, goes. Am I the only psycho one here that has that problem? Goes. So it says, wait, wait, we tear down those imaginations. Because that's what they are, they're imaginations. But I'm a realist. I know for a fact, this is what will happen. That's human thinking. So we tear down the imagination, we tear down the argument, we tear down the rational thing. Well, the rational thing says this. WebMD says this, the rational things. Wait, wait, we gotta tear these things down. Tear them down. And then it says arrogant obstacles. Your translation may say lofty thoughts. The word pride, arrogant, lofty, to raise up, to lift up. Listen to what he says. And the thought that lifts itself up to the highest place in your mind above the knowledge of God. This is where we start getting some good stuff here. Because you will always move in the direction of your strongest thought. 
And if your strongest thought is higher than the knowledge of God, it's an arrogant obstacle. It's a lofty thought. Watch this. It has to be taught, tore and brought down to the revealed revelation of God. That's what it means to the knowledge of God. It says that we got to bring this thing down to knowledge. So any of these human thoughts, rationale, calculated, realist, what if, catastrophizing, fearful thoughts that tries to exalt itself over the knowledge of God, we have to tear it down. Literally, any thought that tries to supersede itself above God's revealed spoken word and his promises, we've got to pull it back. We've got to rein it in. We've got to pull it down. And you have the power to do that as a follower of Jesus. So the second thing we gotta do if we're gonna have victory for the day is we have to not be passive. We have to attack and demolish the stronghold with God's power. So that fortified city, that stronghold, that's why it says when we wage war, we don't wage war against each other. Spouse, you're not waging war against spouse to spouse. There's a devil there. It's a spiritual battle who wants to destroy you all. It's not flesh and blood, it's spiritual things. We just wanna blame everybody else. Well, it's your fault. You make me feel, you do this to me. You do it my boss and my relationship and my coach. Wait, wait, wait. Paul said, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> spiritual. That's why we can't fix it with human thinking. So what we do, we have to tear down the strongholds and here's what it is. Look, here's what he says. We take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, to obey Christ. Now we're getting some practical, tangibles. How do we do this? To take every thought captive literally means this. It's a picture of a prisoner of war. You have to take the thought and make it a prisoner of war and don't let your thoughts hold you captive. You gotta hold your thought captive. And watch this, and you gotta make it obey Christ. So in the last, I don't know, seven, eight days, I got some news about my baby sister that wrecked me completely wrecked me. Some of you have got the same news before in your own life. I'm, no, I'm not making light of your situation, my situation, it wrecked me. And immediately, the positive, the hopeful, let's go, God can, God will, by faith, seemed to be squandered. I know enough to know that the enemy has a stronghold, has me blocked, locked by deception. But I couldn't shake myself out of it. I'd pray, I'd read scriptures, I'd lay in bed at night and listen to Jesus, you're my firm foundation. For three hours, I'd roll over and play the New Testament and lay there for hours just listen to the scriptures and could not fall asleep. Of course, my, I've been through this, not situation family, but emotional. So my wife, she knows that, so she begins to preach to me. And she's preaching, and that's a good thing, by the way. When I say my wife is preaching to me, that's not a bad thing, that was a good. She kept reminding me, this is what God says, this is what you gotta do, this is what your thoughts have to be. I said, I know, but I just can't. And I could see the surprise a little bit on her face and a little bit of shock, like, come on. Come on, man of God, get up. And I told her, I said, I'm not Superman. 
Sometimes I'm faithful. Sometimes I'm faithless. Sometimes I'm strong. A lot of times I'm just weak. So she's preaching to me and I said, listen, you're just gonna preach on Sunday then if you wanna keep preaching. Call my counselor, called a counselor up, talked to a counselor, talked to a pastor friends, talked to my friends. Just sharing the journey that I'm on. Dark, fortified city, I know better. I know this. And so Wednesday came and I went to this passage. I said, okay, all right, shake this, you gotta shake this. Went to this passage and I said, okay, how do I fix my thoughts? Let's go back to 101 spiritual warfare. This is the battle, you know that, Daniel. You've been here before in battles with emotions, you know that. You've been here with anxiety before, you know that. You know this is what the enemy wants, you know that. You know you're locked by deception, you know that. I know that. It's not like I don't know, I know, but I still feel. So I went to this passage and I started studying, I did a deep dive and I said, okay, how you do this, all right, go back, you take every thought captive, okay, God, I take the thought captive, okay, I got the thought, it's a lie, it's from the devil, it's a lie, that's not real, it's a lie, it's a lie. And I realized that's where I always stopped. So I'm sitting there, I realize I always stop when I say take your thought captive. And I know how to take the thought captive. I battled it enough to know, okay, there's the lie, that's, a, that's not true, take that thought captive. And when I was studying this and I read this and I went through all the, every single Greek word just about it in it, trying to just to figure it out and compound and make sure like we're practically, how do, you, how do you do this? Because I keep losing this battle in my mind. And I kept reading that I always stopped at take these thoughts captive but I never paid attention to the end of it. And it says, make it obey Christ. And I stopped, you have one of those, one of those aha moments in your life. I was like, how do you do that? How do you make a thought obey Christ? How, do you, how, how does that even work? How do you make that, how's that even possible? So I looked at the Greek word here in obey. And it's a compound word of two Greek words. And it means to, literally, it means to under and listen. Under, listen. It literally means to listen under or to listen submissively. And then that's when the breakthrough came. That's when the moment came. That's when the spiritual battle. And I was sitting there going, how did I never seen this before? How did I never really pay attention to this before? And, and if you look at it, here's what it's literally saying. Here's what it literally says. Take every thought that comes in your mind, and you can't control the thought that comes in. You can't control the thought that comes in. But you take every thought as a prisoner of war, and you make it listen to what Jesus has to say. You take your thought, and now you make it as your prisoner. Listen to what Jesus has to say. So when anxiety comes and rears his ugly face up, you say, listen to what Jesus says. Don't be anxious for nothing, 
but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God. And then the peace of God that transcends all understanding would flood your heart and soul. So listen, listen anxiety, listen to what Jesus has to say about it. When you're lonely and you feel like no one cares about you and everyone's abandoned you and forgot about you, what does Jesus say to you? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, loneliness, listen to what Jesus says. When you have trouble in your life and you don't know what really the trouble you face or the trouble you may have, here's what you gotta do. You gotta say, but Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. You gotta listen to what Jesus says. And when you're persecuted and, you're, and people are persecuting, you say, Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for the kingdom of heaven is yours. When death is at your doorstep and you face death, death has no, you, has no victory. Death has been swallowed up. Where, oh, death is your victory. Where, oh, death is your sting. The sting of death is the power of sin and the law. But thanks be to God that he gave us victory through his son, Christ Jesus. So you have to watch, you have to get your thoughts to listen to Jesus. And so I'm sitting here going, how do I do that? I'm, listen, you gotta pray for me, I'm crazy, man. I'm like, how do you do that? And so I go in my bathroom and I look in the mirror and I said, Daniel, you're about to get a sermon because I'm gonna preach to you. Listen here, self. Listen here, flesh. Listen here, Wisdom, human wisdom, human rationale. Listen here. Jesus came for you. He died for you. He got up out of the grave. You got to preach to yourself. I'm about to do a whole series called Preach to Yourself. You got to preach to yourself. And every time when something comes up in your life, you've got to take that thought captive as a prisoner of the world and say, listen, let you listen. I want, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want you to listen to what Jesus has to say about this. Listen to what Jesus has to say about this. And if you're going through a spiritual battle in your life and you don't know what Jesus says about it, let me tell you what to do, let me tell you what to do. You preach the cross to your problem. You look at the problem, you look at the battle in your marriage, in your finances, in your emotions, in your health, whatever it may be, you look at the problem and you preach the cross. The gospel is just not for sinners. The gospel is also for those of us who come to know Christ. It's the power to live today. The gospel is not a one-time thing that happened when you gave your life to Jesus. You live by the power of the gospel every day. So guess what? Preach the gospel to yourself. You look at yourself and you look at that problem. And I'm not talking about pop psychology. I'm not talking about positive self-talk, which is better than negative self-talk. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you look at your problem and here's what you said. Jesus came for you, he died for you, and he got up out of the grave for you. So you take your rationale, you take what WebMD says, you take all the high lofty thoughts that you have and you look at the cross and you says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. no matter what your spiritual battle is. And the reason why you can't win the spiritual battle is because we use human rationale. We use human power. And so you have to take your problems, your troubles, your pains, and you gotta say, but Jesus, what do you say about it? 
This is the powerful weapon. This is the divine infused power weapon of God. Why do you think the devil wants to keep you away from the Bible? It's the power of the gospel unto salvation. And it's the power, watch this, to help you live out your salvation for the rest of your life. So take your thoughts as prisoners of war. And then you go, now listen to what Jesus has to say. And I will say this. Listen, I'm preaching to myself, man. Easy to preach. Hard to do. But if you will, and if I will, we will have victory today. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. invitations real quick one if you're here and you're going through problems and circumstances or pains and troubles and trials and tribulations in your life you're in a valley we have a team that we would love to pray for you that's what I love about a church family we come us on when our faith is weak we are together as a family that we lift each other up we pray for one another. We encourage one another. We spur one another up with what God says. When you can't say to yourself what God says, you need people in your life to speak what God says to you. We want to be that family for you. You can go to the next step areas and we would love to pray with you. And second, if you're here today, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. You're in a spiritual battle. And here's what the Bible says. The devil has blinded you. He's blinded you. You have a fortified, locked up city in your mind that has blinded you from the things of God. And today, the salvation that Jesus gives you can destroy that stronghold. And so if God is working in your heart and drawing you to himself, I can't save you, man. That is the power of God who is opening up your eyes to see him. He is removing the scales from the enemy who has blinded you. And he's begging you and bidding you to come to him. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. How do I have victory today? Give your life to Jesus today. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so today, you could cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I believe the gospel, the good news, that you came for me, that you died for me, and that you got up out of the grave for me. And as best as I know how, today I surrender my life to you. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so if that is you, your host or campus pastor is gonna come out just in a moment. They're gonna share with you your next step. Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, forgive us when we worry and don't trust in our short-sightedness. Forgive me, God, for just worrying. But thanks to your word and to your grace and to your mercy that's new every day. And your patience is long-suffering. 
And God, you grow us in the valleys. And for whoever may be going through a valley in their life right now, I just pray that you just surround them with your presence. Fill them with your joy, your peace, your mercy, your kindness, your goodness. Let them know you love them and you never will leave them nor forsake them. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do, God, in and through your people. And it's your name we ask and pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you all so much for joining us online today. We hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed having you. But anyways, guys, man, we are, uh, like I said, just so glad that you were able to join us. And maybe today uh, you're curious about maybe what your next step is on your journey with Jesus. Or maybe today you took your very first step of giving your life to Jesus. And first off, I just want to say, man, I'm so proud of you. And man, God is going to do something amazing in and through you. But we just want to celebrate with you. Like I said, whether you're curious what your next step may be, or maybe it was your first step in following Jesus, I want to encourage you all to go to betterlife.church slash next steps. Let us know just so we can help you on your journey with Jesus and also celebrate with you. But also, if you would like to financially uh, support what God is doing in this region, uh, in your city, in, in your town, or just all over the world, you can go to betterlife.church slash give, and you can financially support Better Life Ministry and what God is doing here. Also, just like to say, if you have uh, if you want to stay connected with us throughout the week, you can download the Better Life Church app on any major platform. Stay connected with us. We have scripture there. We have so many things there to connect with you just throughout the week as well. But anyways, guys, thank you all so much for checking us out online today, and we cannot wait to connect with you. See you next week.